Blog Talk Radio. Thank you guys for tuning in with us today. My name is Janice Tanell, and I'm your host for today, Sunday, May 7th. We're excited about uh, today's show. We're going to be speaking shortly with our good friend, Lola Maja. She's a Nigerian makeup artist that spends her, uh, splits her time between London and Nigeria. And we want to just check in with her today and catch up. Um, see what she's been up to, um, and also just kind of see what the climate and the state of the industry is like over in London as well as in Nigeria. I'm going to turn it over to my sister Denise so that she can just greet you guys as well. Uh, let's see, can she hear me? Denise, can you hear me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I did it again. I'm normally uh, expecting you to keep me on mute, and I, I kept mute on myself. Okay. Sorry about that. Good afternoon, uh, everybody, and thank you guys again uh, for joining us today for this um, this uh, special hour <laughs> for Beauty Talk. I know it's a little early, um, but this is so that our guests um, would be able to join us at a decent hour, as well as some of our uh, international listeners can join us uh, today, those of you guys that are in um, London and, and um, Nigeria, um, some other places, Australia. I know it's pretty early in the morning, like 7 a.m., so 
Um, if you're up and listening, that's great. So we just thank you all for uh, tuning in live as well as um, those who will join us on the replay. So once again, just thank you guys and welcome to the show. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the conversation ahead. Absolutely. So <clears throat> we will take a quick break as we wait for Lola to call in. We'll be right back, you guys. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. Has your face felt dry and tight or does it hold oils like a sponge? If the answer is yes, what you need is a facial. That's right, and not just any facial, but a Facetox organic facial. Listen, the Facetox organic blend, it's free of parabens, it's vegan, and mixed with 100% organic rose water. And this water binds your face and works right away as it slowly begins to dry. You see, when the organic rose is mixed with the Facetox blend, it creates a negative charge and will prevent and even draw out your blackheads, reduce the appearance of scars, even skin tone, draw out external toxins, heal and rejuvenate skin tissue, and it will even uncover clog and shrink your pores. Face Talks is probably the most powerful face mask you will ever use because the benefits to your skin are endless. Listeners of our show can receive a 20% discount by simply using the discount code BEAUTY20. Face Talks organic face masks are perfect for all skin types. So what are you waiting for? Order yours right now at facetalks.com. Your skin will thank you. All right, we are back, and I see Miss Lola is on the line. How are you, Lola? Hello. 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 I'm so good. I'm sorry. I was having trouble connecting. How are you? We're we good. are wonderful. I didn't get that. I didn't hear that. Right. Glad you were able to connect and get on the line. Yeah. We're here. We're here. Ooh, I miss you guys. How are you? I miss you. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> we should, we, we should are be just returning. I know. We should be like just returning from London, like you know, maybe two weeks ago I or so. Know. I really, Crazy. I really missed 
you guys not coming here this year. Yeah, things like IMAP's not holding, taking place, and all the different shows, that's that's when you really feel the impact, like you're like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, right. exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We will see how things go going forward, but um, how are how are things? Well, I'm going to start from the beginning because I'm jumping all over the place. But you've been on the show before. <laughs> but I want you to still reintroduce yourself. Years ago. Years ago. So reintroduce yourself to our listening audience and just kind of tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then I'll kind of ask the question I was just going to ask. <laughs> allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is. <laughs> so, I am I am Lola. They call me Lola and I'm a show girl. Um, but I am a, yeah, I'm a makeup artist. Um, I started off in um, beauty and fashion and along the way I've ended up in um, film and TV, special effects. Um, done everything in between as well. I'm a beauty therapist, um, which is a cosmetologist, yeah, esthetician, cosmetologist. I'm a beauty therapist. Um, I've had a training school. I've written for. Um, I've been a beauty editor. You know, like every anything and everything to do with skin and beauty and makeup. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. All right. All right. So <laughs> what the, the question I was going to ask you was. What's it like over in London right now? Have they lifted any? I haven't been following. Have they lifted any of the restrictions, or are you guys still not inside? What's going on? Yeah. Um. So basically, they've started with a gradual um, easing of the lockdown across board. So we've been on lockdown officially in the UK since um the twenty twentieth, about the twentieth of March, twenty twenty third of March. Um. So everything was on a total lockdown. The kids were off school a week before that. So I've been homeschooling since about the 15th of March. <laughs> and um, they just started re- reopening up certain places, like McDonald's drive through just opened up. Woo-woo! <laughs> I haven't told that yet. My son asked me if McDonald's was open yet, and I was like, no, not in our area. They are, but no, no, then. <laughs> <laughs> he can't go outside to verify, so he doesn't know. Yeah, I just I just literally told them all, don't come in the room. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, they, they just about started. It's almost starting to feel a little bit normal. Um, they only said last week that we're now allowed to meet people from outside our homes people that you haven't quarantined with you can go and meet other families but you're not supposed to go into their house you're supposed to kind of stay outside or go and meet in the park and stuff like that so it's slowly but slowly but hopefully by um i think the, the beginning of june i think not june sorry the beginning of july everything is supposed to kind of open up again properly that's, gotcha. that's really interesting. That's really interesting that um, that they're they are just allowing you to meet like other families, other people outside of your family. That's interesting because yeah. you know people here they've been meeting with whoever the heck they wanted to meet with. You know, like you know when everybody was like <laughs> when we were like really on lockdown, 
you know, people were still going out to work. Those who were essential workers, they were going yeah. out to work. Uh, people were still going to the grocery stores, you know, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah. people were they still were in the like meeting with whoever. Yeah, like I, I could go to my sister's house if I wanted to or, you know, a friend could yeah, come to my was, house if they wanted to. That, that was not a, yeah. a thing for us. And that's how it was in Nigeria. So the UK was totally different to Nigeria. So I would be speaking to my family. I'd be speaking to my friends in Nigeria. And they would all still be at each other's houses. But they were, like, limited to – it was mostly, like, oh, churches can't be – because, you know, our churches are, like, massive. So they were, like, okay, if you're going to have a a congregation, if there's going to be a gathering, it had to be up – no parties over 20 people. And you're, like, 20 people? Like, that's, not, that's not even like you're only allowed 20 people only 20 people like seriously you know people would still go to each other's houses I remember watching uh, live with one of the really famous uh, musicians and some of my friends were at her house and I was like look we're on live and other people are in her house like they left their house to go to her house because they want to be on the live <laughs> but you wow. can't do that in London yeah I couldn't do that here wow. I mean I haven't I haven't been inside my sister's house since before the lockdown. It was my niece's. It was my niece's birthday um, a couple of days ago, and the whole family came here. But we had a party outside on our driveway because you know mm-hmm. we're just like social distancing party. So that's where we. That's kind of like where we still are, where we can socially I mean, distance. That's good meet, though. But great though. Yeah. 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 I think, that's yeah great. But you like, know they were. They wanted the kids to start back at school on the 15th of June. And we're like, how is that going to work if we're still not allowed to, <laughs> apparently you're right. not allowed to, um, you're not allowed to engage in any um, adult um, physical activity with anybody who wasn't quarantining with you, if you understand what I mean. They've actually yeah, made that yeah. law. You, you, can't, you can't have any relations with anybody that wasn't in the same house with you. <laughs> So I'm like, if we can't visit our boyfriend because we didn't, not my boyfriend, I'm married, so not me personally. (laughs) 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 My husband didn't hear me say that. They can't visit their boyfriends. (laughs) If they can't do that, then why would I send my child back to school right now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So let me so let me ask you. So are, are you saying that they wanted to, so they wanted to send the kids back to school in June for um, the school year that was not in was not completed or for the new school year? Yeah. So no. So our school year runs totally different from yours. Our year runs from September through to July. So yeah, so the school year that hasn't completed. Yeah, they're meant to finish school for this year, July twentieth. So there's about I another gotcha. month and month or so to go. Yeah, our so, summer so they holidays only get are one like month? six weeks. They, they only six get weeks. one month yeah. in the summer for for six break. Yeah, six weeks for summer break. Jeez. <laughs> so what, what so what's get. that like? If, if you were if you were spending time in Nigeria right now, what what would that be like for the kids then? Like how how does the school year run there? Same thing. It runs from September, mm-hmm. but they finish in June. So it's funny when we were in Nigeria, we used to when school finished there, we would come here, and there would still be like mm-hmm. another 
um, couple of weeks before everybody's hair broke up. So in Nigeria, we get um, nine weeks, nine weeks gotcha. holiday. But, you know, in the UK, they make it up because we have two weeks, two weeks for Easter. We've got we've got Christmas break, two weeks. We've got half-term holidays, like midterm breaks. So it's every six weeks they have like a half term. So they're always off. Gotcha. It just feels like constantly gotcha. every six weeks. <laughs> Month and a gotcha. half. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, it's, it's difficult juggling work around that. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> that is, that's the point. So how has the pandemic affected you as far as your career and, and the things that you do? Oh God, who who hasn't been? Oh, you know, there are only a, a few blessed people that have actually made career advancements in this period because they have um, they've made money off the pandemic. You know, people that have been very smart, and mm-hmm. they're now adapting to the new world and they're selling us things that we all now all of a sudden need. But we mm-hmm. are working on our skill and talent. Like the same thing is literally happening in Nigeria that it is in England. All of the makeup artists and beauty therapists. So because, okay, in America, they, they were saying that the nail salons and the beauty salons, were they opening up soon? Were they due to open soon? They're open now. Okay, we're still not open. Okay, yeah, we're still not allowed to be opened yet. The... um. Nail salons and the hairdressers are not open at all still. They were basically saying we were the we were the last industry that was going to reopen. In Nigeria, they have started slowly allowing. I think it was from the June, yeah. Because even my store in Nigeria, we for three months since March, like we were closed. So first of mm-hmm. June, we opened and we started delivering things because there was no cross. State. You couldn't. So even though we had customers in our state, I have a lot of customers outside of our state. And because there was like restrictions on movements, curfews, we couldn't even send products by couriers outside of our state. So from first of yeah. June, we've now started like shipping things out across the country to people who have all been waiting. So it's really it's been hard because now everybody's going back to work in Nigeria. And everybody's now, you know, discussing how are we going to work doing makeup? Is everybody using gloves? They've got the they've got the face right. masks and they've got the shields. And people are making right. money off that. I'm not saying it's not yes. needed, I'm just saying it's it's all a new business model where everyone's like, yeah, Okay, exactly. yes. In order to instill confidence in our customers, everybody has to wear PPE. You know, you've got your, right. you've got your, you know, how are we going to do this if you're going to be traveling on public transport or if you're going in your own car, um, you know, when you get to your customer's house, your client's house, or are they coming into your salon? You know, all those questions about how the new world is going to be doing makeup, you know. Well, and that's I know just for doing here, private. I know for here in the state of Georgia, like in Atlanta, um, mm. in order for hair salons when you know when they approved the hair salons and nail salons to go back um you know mm. some people opened and some people didn't you know yeah and for the ones who the for the ones who did open you know there were certain protocols that they had to follow the customer and the 
you know, and the hairstylist or the nail tech or whatever. And so for like, if you're going into a hair salon or a barbershop or something, you know, they, they, you know, they have to take temperatures. Um, You know, the customer has has to wait in their car until they're, they've Mm. been called in for the appointment. You know, Mm. they have to wear a mask. The the hairstylist Mm. has to wear a mask and a face shield. You know, there's also like a sneeze shield, like in between. Yeah. um, at the station, nail salon, right? station, yeah, from the one station to the next, and of course they're wearing yeah. gloves, and and um, it's just so much that they have to do, and then there's a certain amount of time that they need to clean in between, um, yeah, in each between. client as well. Right. So, yeah, yeah, and then they're only allowing a certain number of customers to come into the hair salon at one time. Like right now in London, nobody has had a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has had any waxing. We, I, I would fly if if it was open right now. I might fly to Nigeria or to the or to America just to get some stuff done because everybody's had to turn into their own beauty therapist. I remembered. Oh yeah, actually, I'm a I'm a beauty therapist. <laughs> oh yeah, I could do this myself. <laughs> but you know what? That's, right. I think I think that I think that's one of the things that I you know even though there's nothing great about the pandemic, that was one of the things that I appreciated about having the time at, you know, at home is it kind of forced mm. you to do some of the things, of course, that you know how to do and things yeah. that, you know, that you, you kind of think about, like, because a lot of people are complaining, like, I'm out of work, you know, I don't have money and there's no money coming in, so everybody's filing for unemployment here and all this stuff. But yeah. it's like, okay, well, if you don't get the acrylic nails or you don't get the gel nails and you just polish your nails on your own, guess what? You save yeah. a whole lot of money. You know what I mean? And and so you, you wonder how many. But there's there there are those that are like, oh, I've saved so much money. I'm never going back. And then there there are those that are like, okay, this is good, but I'm ready to go back. So I'm wondering how right. much business is gonna return back to yeah. normal. You know? Yeah. But yeah. it's been mm-hmm. funny because in Nigeria, you know, we were slay queens. Slay queens. We we get dressed for everything. So everybody's running back and they're like. <laughs> You know, I have a Zoom birthday party. I need my makeup done for the photos. <laughs> I was like, no, I need my face on. I need my makeup. Or just come and do the makeup for me because I just need to get a face beat again because I just need it, you know, to make myself oh my happy. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. But, <laughs> but it's going to be more well, difficult think, for the film industry. Yeah, and I think yeah. one thing that's good that's come out, that's come out of all of this also is the fact that, you know, people are really taking a look at sanitation and sanitation practices mm-hmm. and some of the mm-hmm. things as makeup artists and estheticians or whatever yeah. that we kind of, Definitely. you know, we've learned and we and we know to do, but now we have to be a little bit more intentional about doing it and making yeah. sure our clients see us doing it, you know? So I was laughing, well, not laughing, but I was lamenting um, a couple of days ago because I was explaining to one of my colleagues that when I was in beauty school, I was failed on one of my exams, not because of my technique and not because of my knowledge, but because I, during setup, I placed my tweezer on the um, workstation without, um, without putting it, I took it out of the barber side and I forgot to put it onto the clean tissue. I put it directly onto the workstation and I was failed immediately mm-hmm. off the bat. And I had to rebook to come and do my exam again on another day. 
So that was a fi- not only financial, that was inconvenience, and that will always stay with me. So when I'm teaching my students, and I'm being so anal about sanitation practices, and they're rolling their eyes at me. You know, now I'm like, oh, now you're all doing the barbicide course for free online, right? And they're all saying saying me, oh, I I remembered what you taught us. And I'm like, oh, it takes a global pandemic for you guys to remember the barbicide thing I was telling you about. Yep, yep. And to take the time to start doing it. (laughs) And you know, when you're in school and you're taking those exams, those exams, about a good 90% of those exams is sanitation. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you, will, you won't fail because of your lack of knowledge when it comes to a technique. You'll fail because you didn't put the tweezer on the tissue. So, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, no, now I'm going to have to pay right. all over again for my exam. <laughs> but it's true. So, it's, it's, even it's, as makeup artists, you know, just yeah, just discussing, you know, the extent of, oh, double dipping or our brushes, the hygiene, and, you know, and there is so many um, discrepancies and differences between the different industries. We're all makeup artists, but the way you would set up on uh, at backstage at a fashion week versus the way you set up on a film set versus the way you set up for a bridal and the amount of time that you have between customers. You know, so when somebody's trying to set up a very beautiful, neat workstation, and then you're like, you're going to have 20 people running past you in a minute <laughs> versus a bridal well, setup. You know, it's like everybody has different understandings. They all need to be re educated about the in, in between each customer sanitizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because some of those fashion weeks. Oh yeah, some of that, some of that stuff. You'll see a little bit of everything going on, and you, you know, and it won't look, it won't look like your film set set up, you know, at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, I, what I, I always remember, I was just gonna say that I, I just believe that after all of these sanitation classes and things. Pretty much, no matter where you do makeup, everyone's setup is going to probably be very similar <laughs> going forward. <laughs> going forward, I hope so because you know I remember the uphill struggle I had um, when I started when I when I was really putting my foot down about all the actors having their own individual set bags with their own individual mm-hmm. um, you know products and their own brushes and their own face towels and things, especially since we're working in very hot conditions everybody's sweating everywhere and you know and it's taking a long time for people to actually really stop thinking that I'm being overboard or anal and understanding that no it's not okay to use that same brush that you used on that other actress it's got her name on it (laughs) put it back inside her bag (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know that's one of the things that our union has put in place, like they just kind of submitted some, you know, some practices um, going yeah. forward that they, that they would like to see implemented. And that was one of the things that they said, and I know that they know that most people already do this, but that's one of the things that they were saying, like actors have their own separate bags with their own separate products and their own separate brushes, mm. you know, 
which is what we do anyway. Um, and yeah. basically, I, I just feel like some of the things that we do as far as sanitation goes right now, it's just going to be to the tenth power, you know, going forward. It's yeah. going to be crazy. It's going to have yeah. to be a lot of time allowed in between actors. Like one person can't sit in the chair, get up and leave, and somebody else pops down in the chair. And it's going to be like a yeah. whole process. You know, it does. And how how have they started speaking about productions there? Because for us in England, they're saying um, they're saying basically end of June, beginning of July, places like Pinewood Studios would start reopening mm-hmm. for the international productions. But they're saying it might be a bit more difficult for insurance wise for the indie productions because the big studios have massive insurance. Right. But the indie productions are going to struggle getting insurance to start filming again after this whole, um, you know, after this whole break and they have to go back because there's so many guidelines about what they need and the level of insurance that they need that it's going to be a struggle for their production. Well, honestly, honestly here, I cannot, I can't see them starting that soon. And the only reason is because I do know on some shows, and and maybe all of them, I'm not sure, but some shows, of course, nobody had a COVID-19 plan in place. But on some shows that they were allowed to submit a claim to insurance, but the insurance company is now going forward and saying, no more. If someone gets, you know, coronavirus on your set, then that's going to be on you. So I think now yeah. because of that, the the, the uh, production companies and the studios, they have a lot to consider and to go over before even opening up. And they're going to make sure that everything is put in place so that they won't be liable for anything and that they protect, you know, yeah. protect the act. So um, yeah. I just believe that it may take a little bit longer than July. And I hope it does. Yeah, a bit longer. I really want be sure that they that they have it together. Yeah, so yeah. I think they some, produ- some productions. Sorry. No, I was just saying some productions have been saying have been saying like September. I've been hearing. Yeah, but who knows? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because here they said that some of the big productions that were kind of halted midway, that the actors, the international actors, when they do fly back to England um, from July they're going to open up the airports and that people still have to do the um, 14-day quarantine before they can go back onto the film set. So that's going Mm -hmm. to cost on a lot of productions because you've got to make allowance for that two-week period to quarantine them. But in Nigeria, I feel like things things are a bit different because they're – everybody can – you can literally – when you say you're housing the whole entire crew – you know, everybody can mm-hmm. house together, camp, stay at camp, you know, whether you're going to be away for the next, like, two months or whatever filming. Literally, everybody just stay in one base camp, and once you're there, you're there. Nobody's leaving. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of like uh, what Tyler Perry is planning mm. <laughs> for, um, for his shows. He's plan, you know, that his plan is to have everyone um, – you know, come to his studios, and on on his yeah. lot, there's um there's like of course like a couple of rows of houses that they use to shoot yeah. in, and sometimes um you know people stay in them. So he's planning to put the actors up in those houses, and then um 
and then just kind of bring in some type of units, you know, maybe some type of mobile unit or something for the crew yeah. uh, to stay in so that once they come, because, you know, he shoots stuff in like two weeks, so once they yeah. come, they're, they're there for the entire two weeks. That's, that's very that's very Nollywood. Everybody started saying he's shooting Nollywood style. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He does. He does. <laughs> he's shooting like us right now. So I'm wondering how that, because obviously when we get back to work, Things are going to take us longer to, as you said, it's going to take us longer to do the productions, more prep time. So obviously in England, they still have the, the unions and the reps and the laws. But in Nigeria, we don't have that kind of like working time law. There's nothing stopping us mm-hmm. from working. I've worked, I've worked 26 hour shifts. I've worked, you know, <laughs> like literally and gone back to set after four hours. So we don't have that kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, you can only be on set for this amount of time there's no laws about that protecting the actors or, you know, I've, I've been on sets obviously in England where the actors are like, right, that's it. I'm not working anymore because I've done my time and you can't call me back for mm-hmm. another t- eight mm-hmm. or 12 hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have mm-hmm. that in Nigeria. How do you think that's going to affect you guys? Because do you think there might be any waivers in the union about, you know, people's working hours? No, well, I, I think it's, our working hours. I think will will stay the same, and I think as far as as far as um, you know, they'll be what they'll be. But I think now productions will hold to a like a twelve hour shoot day, meaning you mm-hmm. know once you know once like they're all called in, at least like the, what whatever the crew call is, it will, I think we'll stick to that twelve hour day from that crew call. And so, you know, yeah, makeup and hair and wardrobe or whatever, they're always in a few hours earlier. So, of course, they'll get more time yeah. than that. But in, but in general, as far as, you know, the rest of the crew and shooting and everything, I think it will stick to the 12-hour 12 12 hour day. Even though it's going to take us a lot longer to finish the film. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but, I think, but, yeah, yeah, but the that's the thing. I think, I, I think they'll add more time to – I think more time will be added to the project. So normally if there's like a – a television show that shoots for three months, I think now it will probably shoot for, like, five. And how do you feel about that? Because do you think that that means that the salaries are going to go up incrementally because of that? Because if they're going to keep you on set for a longer period, you're getting paid per day, and now that project cost is going to go much higher for them. Well, actually, it's well, not it's it's really keeping us on set longer. It's just... Um, yeah. Because basically, like, if 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 they're going to keep at a twelve hour day, um, yeah. then then basically, what's going to it's just going to be less work getting done in twelve hours because now, you know, hair, makeup, yeah. and some other departments are going to need more time. So yeah. it'll just be less work done in the day, but yeah, this will but we'll still be there for the same pretty much the same amount of time or less actually because I think they're trying to get them to decrease the amount of time on set now. Um, so right. like my sister was saying, that would just extend the life of the show. You know, instead of shooting us yeah. in a three-month period, probably would take four or five. Um, as far as salaries, listen, I don't have they any problem with anything going up. <laughs> just as long as they're not going down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Our salary, our salaries are pretty set. You know, with the union, our mm-hmm. salaries are pretty set. Um, so they'll, they'll, the salaries will stay the same. Um, yeah. You know, but it's just 
you know, it'll it'll stay the same. But the fact that you're working maybe now an additional two one to two months, I mean, that'll that right there alone will will increase the budget for the uh, for the production. So they'll they'll have to come in at you know, looks like at a little higher budget. Yeah, all of that money that we try to say can no longer negotiate with you. Because hmm? I, I, cause I can see, it, I can see it happening in different territories. I can see it happening back home where they'll say, through no fault of their own, you know, this is what their budget is, and we're just going to have to work longer, even though there's no extra budget. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's kind of probably one of the big differences between, um, yeah. <laughs> between America, England, and Nigeria. Yeah. Our union kind of sets the tone for everything. This is, they put that contract together, and this is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. we have to have a certain amount of hours of turnaround time. When whenever we wrap at night, we have a certain amount of time that we have to have before coming back. You know what I mean? That's the contract. Um, you know, certain amount of time before we eat. Uh, we have to be fed, you know, by a certain time. Um, they have so many things in place, you know, which yeah. which protects us, covers us. So it's kind of a good thing for us. Um, so yeah. if the union does yeah, you guys are, it, they're not going to be able to do it. I, I remember shooting in Philadelphia and coming down to set up with the talent and nothing had started. And the producer who was his first time working in America was highly confused. And there were and the crew who were all American were like, no, we're not starting. Where's the crafties? We're not starting work until the crafties go here. <laughs> we were, and he was like, what are you even talking about? Mm-hmm. And that literally, that literally then, you know, almost added a 30% increase to his original budget because he was like, I didn't know I had to do all this. And, <laughs> and yeah, they, you they, would not, they would not start. They would not start. They were like, we are not even setting up any lights, no rigging, nothing. Where is our crafty table? And we're like, oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You didn't, you didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess he didn't know because uh, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, they are pretty. Uh, you know, and that's that's the good thing about the you know the unions that we have here for for the different yeah. crafts because it. I mean, there's a lot that that people will get away with. You know, if 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 we're if we're if we're not working under those contracts, there have been shows that that I've done before since being in the union that were not union shows mm-hmm. that. You know, mm. I've worked on and didn't get my first paycheck until maybe like the third week. Like we had to literally, mm. literally, the whole crew literally shut the production down because we decided to call in our unions, which the unions don't have to protect yeah. us on that stuff. But we decided right, to call right. in our unions, and our unions protected us on it and made sure that these people wow. paid us before we started working again. So it was like once everything shut down, it was like another three days before we started work again. Wow. So, I mean, because your unions are so powerful. Like, how difficult did you guys, how difficult did you guys find it to get into the union? Because I remember watching uh, live, I've been loving all the lives that are going on at the moment on IGTV, but I've been watching Sam Fine's series and there was, an, there was a really great one he had. I can't remember who it was with, 
But they were talking about how difficult it was for them to get into the unions on some of the shows. Well, it wasn't necessarily difficult. It was just, you know, you just you have to do 180 days of film and TV work, whether that's on a mm-hmm. union show or a non-union show. You have to get 180 days within three consecutive years within a five-year period. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a matter of doing the work. The one thing about yeah. the one thing about Sam was, see, Sam comes from a different background, and when when right. Sam Sam okay, Sam Fine is Sam Fine. He's done a lot, right? So I yeah. can't imagine Sam Fine is going to go out there and do an independent film. Okay, so I can't yeah. imagine Sam Fine is going to work for. Um, uh, like a, a project that's like a non-union project where you know where mm-hmm. where he may not have some of the the luxuries of being on a union project, right? So when you're not doing yeah. stuff like that, it may take you a while to get your days. If you're sitting around waiting for yeah. um, waiting for an actor to bring you in on a project, you know, yeah, it's it's not going to be that easy. So yeah, it will be difficult. But if you get out there and you do the work, you know, get any type right. of film TV job that you can get, you'll get your days. You'll get in the union. It may be, it may take you a year and a half. It may take you two years, or it may take you three. Mm. But you, you'll get your days. You just have to do the work. And just me speaking as an African, because I come from a black industry. I mean, how represented do you feel the union is? I feel like it's as far as whether whether we. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I know there's, I know that there's still a problem in the UK though. Because when I came back, I've been gone for, I had been gone for about eleven years. Obviously, I, I grew up here. I was working here. I built my career here, and then I went to Nigeria, and I came back, and because I hadn't really been working, working in England, I'd been coming in and doing projects. So when I came back to to England fully. And I started realizing that, oh, we're still having these conversations because there was not enough representation here for the um, actors and actresses who needed black makeup artists or black hairdressers. So when I came up, like, loads of people were like, oh, my gosh, she's just come from Nigeria. They all started, like, giving my details out to people because they were like, there's somebody here that you can use. And I was like, but there's always been people because I could tell you right now like off the top of my head, I can give you ten makeup artists that are here. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's really weird that I that I've come back and I almost feel like it was I stepped into a time warp. Like, are we still having this conversation? <laughs> well, you know, that's, oh, that's yeah. interesting that you would ask, that you would ask us that question because it, it reminds me of this panel that we're going to be doing on Thursday. Um, oh. But. You know, there's enough of us here, and there's enough of us in the union. The question is, do we get the opportunities? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. if if the project has if the project has an actor of color on it, oh yeah, we'll, yeah. we may get the opportunities. Um, but if they don't have actors of color on it, they're not even looking our direction for some things. Now, I'm not saying that's always the case because there are plenty of shows that I've done that didn't have any black actors on it. So I'm not yeah. saying that that's all the time. But it's most yeah. of the time. It's most of the and time. Then, and then you're, and then you also find here lately that some of the bigger projects with black with with mostly black actors on it, we're not even represented on them. Yeah. 
I was I was told by one of the actresses here that there was a Marvel project that she was working on, and she there was nobody catered for her on set to do her hair, so she ultimately ended up having to every time she was um, due to go on set to film, she would go to a hairdresser first. She would go to her own hairdressers first to get her hair done before going to set. How is that possible in this day and age? You said she would go. She would go to her hairdresser to get her hair done, and then come to set work at set. Yeah, because there wasn't mm. there wasn't a specialist, or there wasn't somebody who could do her hair. And you know, see, that's I, what I was going to say. I was just going to say on the flip side. On the flip side of what Denise was saying. You also, you know, like I said, we're well represented in the union here, but then also you, mm. you have to think about the qualifications of people. And I'm not saying that yeah. um, as far yeah. as, you know, as far as black hair is concerned, you know, we have a lot of black stylists who are qualified. But I think sometimes that's, that's the, before we make the argument that we as blacks aren't getting the jobs, one thing yeah. we have to make sure is that we are qualified. That's right. exactly and what I was going to come up with next because I was like, yeah. there's no point in sitting there and saying that that there's nobody there, but it just means that there's not enough qualified people who mm-hmm. are putting themselves forward for the jobs. Right, right. Now, if you and if you're qualified, then you can speak on the other issue. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's it's interesting. It's it's really interesting, but I sometimes find um. You know, like on some of the big, like big movies, and and it doesn't even necessarily have to have a color to the movie. You know what I'm saying? But it'll be a big yeah. blockbuster type movie where you may have um, one or two really big black A-lister mm-hmm. actors. Yeah, and they, they one of them, one or two of them may even come with their own personal. But yeah. You know, I think, but I I do feel like black department heads don't get the opportunity to department head those shows. They yeah. don't get the call. You know, you know what I mean? But then there may yeah. be one black representative, one black representative there at a lower position working in the department. You know, right, right, those right. Kind of things, yeah, yeah those, those are things that really concern me. So I can. So I was going to say to you as well that in terms of getting qualified or having people qualified to do people of color um, on set, something which has really um, become very gaping to me is that mm-hmm. you know when you go to when you go to the um, schools to go and sign up for a course, I can do a whole course here on hair and makeup and. I will not come out of that course knowing how to do people of color. I will have to go and take mm-hmm. a separate specialist course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, why do I have to take a separate course? I've just done one year, two years, three years on a course, and then I'll now have to go and do a two-week specialist course. Like, it should be right. taught to everybody. If you're talking about makeup, I remember when I was at beauty school, again, saying when going back to beauty school, I remember being in beauty school in our makeup class, and literally I had to 
stand up at one point because at this point I was already a makeup artist for 15 years. So when the teacher found out, I ended up taking some of the class, <laughs> like teaching over that one week period because I was like, but you're, there's nothing in here. There's nothing in here that I can use. You know, so but it's see, like, why do we have was, to go and do a separate course? But that's what I was going to, I was going to bring up. It's the, the reason why you have to go and do a separate course is because whoever's instructing you in this main course that you're taking doesn't know how. So that's yeah. part of the problem. That's part of the problem. Mm. Why don't you know how? Because as a yeah. ma- as a black makeup artist or makeup artist who just happens to be black, I have to know yeah. how to do everything. Everybody. I'm so glad but you the, said that. But the, rules are, but the rules aren't the same for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I wanted to actually do a whole post about it because people have been asking me, especially with um, Sharon um, from Uoma Beauty, like challenging um, the different companies to pull up or shut up. So everybody's saying, okay, we all need to talk about our experiences in the UK. And I was saying that when I was growing up as a makeup artist here, so I've been doing this 27 years now, and I remember when I first started and when I was very um, prominent in the UK, I didn't want to be known or I didn't want to be labeled as a black makeup artist. Not because I wasn't yeah. proud of being black, but because I didn't only want to be called for the black jobs because there weren't enough right. black black jobs. It wasn't. I didn't want to just do shows where um, there was some black models and you needed some stuff in a photo shoot and things like that. So I had to learn how to do everybody. I had to. I could do Chinese makeup. I could do. Um, all, I knew all about the different types of um, Hindu and um, Sikh different weddings. I had to learn all that so that I had such a multicultural base, whether you were white, but whoever was presented to me, I could do their makeup. But the, the onus isn't on the Caucasian artist to do that. Do you know what I mean? And I don't understand why. Why is it right. a choice? Right. Yeah. Right. This is true. And, and, that's, and that's the thing. It's like It's like sometimes, you know, you may have a white artist who may get, chosen, you know, to department head some of these shows or head up some of these shows mainly because they know the producers, they may know a director or, or something like that. And, yeah. and you know, and so and sometimes when, when you know some of these unit production managers, you know, when it comes to them hiring people, it, it's just easy to get somebody that you know. But the problem yeah. with that is sometimes the people you know don't know what they need to know to get the job done. But that's mm-hmm. not your concern. You've got somebody because you 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 feel like okay they they can do it and sometimes they sell themselves to you too as you know I can do this. But yeah. Then, <laughs> what, what 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 bothers me though a lot is a lot of black actors sometimes they don't complain enough while they're in yeah. It. So while somebody's doing their makeup and it's not right, they don't really complain to the artist or to mm-hmm. a producer or anybody like that. They'll go back to their yeah. trailers or something or dressing rooms or something and just change their makeup. But they'll complain about it later. Like, I don't want to hear about it later. You need to do something yeah. to make it right now because you have makeup artists sitting at home who can do the job, black or white, but they're not getting but the opportunity. But do you think a lot of people don't want to rock the boat or ruffle feathers because they don't want to be seen as being difficult, exactly. which is something that I've exactly. heard. Exactly. You don't want to be seen as difficult, but you look a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and they're always having to carry their own kit with them. The amount of people that I've worked on on set that have turned up and they're like, oh, I didn't know that there was going to be somebody that could do my makeup. Yep. I brought my own kit. Do you want my kit? And I'm yep. like, I don't need your kit. Like, save your, you yep. shouldn't have to bring your kit. And that's another thing. Why why does my kit have why does my kit have to be stocked with every color under the rainbow or at least the ability <laughs> to make every color under the rainbow? But yeah. certain other people don't have to have that. Yeah. Totally. You just have to ask them, Oh, and tell them when they're coming to bring their own shade. What? Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> Or sending a black actress to a department store to get her her foundation matched. Wow! <laughs> now I've I've actually known that to happen on a yeah. Oh my god! That was yeah. But yeah, but I had if, to. <laughs> if we as black artists did that to black um, there's or even white actors, yeah. we would be talked about, and they wouldn't want to work with us. Exactly. I mean, I totally understand asking if there's any skin issues or your preferences and things like that, but to flat out expect them to come and basically cater for themselves, that's that's, that's a different level. Yeah, that's definitely a different level. It should just all be fundamental because I don't understand why... Well, there's that whole there's the whole debate about what color is nude. <laughs> there are so many so many brands that label their they label their lipstick shades nude, and you're like nude for who? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Lola, what's next for you after the quarantine? Um, I am going. I'm really trying to push more into education. I'm going back uh-huh. to back to my roots and trying to help that's why I'm so passionate right now about um, you know getting people to understand but education here and in um, Nigeria because a couple of years ago I had I've been speaking about online classes for maybe about like three years four years I'd looked I'd looked at building an online version of my school but I didn't think that the industry in Nigeria at that time especially was kind of ready and open to doing online learning but Mm -hmm. so sometimes this sometimes things that can be you know a problem not saying the pandemic is a blessing but sometimes thing when when problems arise you have to find other solutions and this has really opened people up to doing more online learning and yeah let's let's see how that goes because I just feel like you can be anywhere in the world and tune in and learn. Yes. Right. Exactly. Nice. Especially right. especially mm-hmm. about the fundamentals of undertone. <laughs> there are certain yeah. things that you have to obviously have practical, but theory work, you know, come on. Let's let's do this. Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> That's right. I mean we, we right. do have some projects that are lined up and um you know, just waiting for productions to resume. But we really have to look at whether it's safe because a lot of a lot of the films that I work on are location based and they tend to be in quite rugged locations. Mm-hmm. So I tend to usually be knee deep in a jungle somewhere or like right. or like in a remote location. You know, all of us just slogging it out. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, we thank you for spending your uh, your night with us. We greatly Thanks appreciate for having it. Me. Oh, by the way, my, my, my next project is actually on whatever project you guys are working on. Just let me know when and where, and I'll get on the plane, and I'll come over. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm right. going like, to come and carry your set bags. I'll do crowds. No, okay. you'll, you'll, like, you'll be... You'll be carrying your own setback. <laughs> going to <Yeah>. set working. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I I know I know celebrity makeup artists. You guys are amazing. <laughs> no, you are amazing working. I I seriously am so jealous. Every time I see you guys in your um in your RVs, I'm like, oh, they have such beautiful, <laughs> beautiful like makeup rooms. Anytime you want to come and work in Nigeria, feel free. Come, come. I'll show you. Yes. I'll show you. Come out, work with me. I'll show you. I would love to come work in your store while you're in the jungle. Yeah, but you, no, but you, you scared me when you said you just work 26 hours and then come back and form like, um, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do eight hours at the store. Yeah, oh, don't worry, don't worry. As, as HOD, I have the I have the power to kind of you know let you go home early a little bit because you know you're not really cut oh, out okay. for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then we can talk. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, thank you. we missed you and thank you. <laughs> thank I'll you see so you guys much. Soon. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.